You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. <laughs> and I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to catch up on something that's long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> so you remember the, the Cam Cole interview that was pretty awesome a couple months back? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Well, Casey and I got to see Cam in Chicago. It was a road trip to Chicago for Cam and for Casey. And yeah, and uh, but so much other stuff just kind of got in the way in the meantime that we hadn't had a chance to sort of recap that yet. And it was a great show and we felt that it was worth recapping. So here we are catching up. We attempted to record it like twice and it fell through both times. And then we had a bunch of interviews and stuff happen. So uh, vacation. Yeah. Either way, we're doing it now. I was definitely jealous that I did not get to go with you up to Chicago and see Cam Cole. To summarize it, uh, it was really funny, actually, because you posted something like, hey, in, in, in uh, Chicago, get ready to see Cam Cole. Yeah. And uh, and you tagged Aaron in it. My mom responded to you was like, where's your third cohort? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're like, he's at home. And I'm like, yeah, I'm at home, mom, because you won't watch my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did think that was funny. She's like, where's Dan at? And I'm like, well, I'm in Chicago. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, that would be a problem. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just like that we have different configurations and different cities for seeing shows. So like, <laughs> like you guys see probably the most shows together in St. Louis. And I've done a couple like solo in Chicago. I did one in Grand Rapids. Obviously, there was the shipwreck debacle, unfortunately, that would have been would have been Dan's moment in the sun. <laughs> Don't remind me. I know. Hmm. We'll get we'll get back to that again later. And Casey and I went to Kansas last year for that Bad Flower show. We get together when we can, where we can, and we see shows. And this was uh, the latest example of that. And it was Casey's yeah. first trip back to Chicago uh, since the pandemic. Since the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> where he was kind of making it a tradition to come up once a year. And uh, that got, you know, put on hold, just like the whole world. But now yeah. we're back in action. Yeah. And, you know doing the cam interview like two or three weeks before we saw him live was just kind of one of those things where it's like, we got it. I got to try to see him somewhere. And Chicago was the, the closest uh, thing that could work for me. I believe that was part of our streak, correct? That's that you were so adamant about keeping <laughs> yes. and why you attended the most recent does rock concert. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, a quick recap on Cam, in case you haven't listened to that. Well, first of all, we definitely recommend going back and listening to episode 106, which is our conversation with him. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Cam is a fantastic uh, kind of bluesy, grungy, one man band street busker from the UK who just completed his very first ever trip to the United States. And Chicago was one of the last stops on that tour. He's hoping to come back. He says he's planning to come back later this year. So we'll be keeping an eye out and surely let you know on the socials if he does. Exactly. Because I, I need to see him now. I mean, for one, I, I need a signed shirt, right? <laughs> There's um, that. <laughs> well, kind of. I get it myself. Uh, I guess we can make mention of that now. Um, the the booth, they didn't have, they, he didn't have t-shirts. How disappointing. He had uh, posters and vinyls and, and CDs, yeah. 
Well, Cam or Marcus, if you're listening to this, uh, you better have shirts the next time you're rolling through. <laughs> Just letting you know. I'm, I'm going to be expecting it. I think you might have to buy the shirt in advance and take it to the concert and get him to sign it. I don't know. <laughs> you know I will. I'll be that guy. I will wear the shirt. You wear the shirt. Of the concert I'm going to to get it signed. Swear it. Sweat it all up in it. Have him, have him sign it afterwards. Yep. And then I'll never get to wash it. It'll just stink forever. <laughs> I, I will say that I won't go too far into it. The cam interview took work and time. That was kind of a hard one to make happen. There was just it kept getting delayed and interrupted for various reasons. And, you know, some interviews just are super quick and some of them you have to be patient about. And seeing them live, I felt like really capped off uh, making that work worthwhile. And so so I do hope that you're able to see him and that we're all three able to see him, hopefully even together uh, whenever he comes back. Well, and I think that it all just worked out because, yeah, there was lots of delays. However, it, it pushed it back to where it was just a week or two uh, prior to you guys seeing him live. So I think it, mm-hmm. it definitely worked out because had we talked to him three months prior to him seeing live. I mean, Casey's a big dude, but I don't think he would have remembered him. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end of the conversation here. But uh, but yes, um, it, it all works out. So Casey and I went to Martyrs, which is uh, kind of a, a, you know, it's a small concert venue and bar up in Lakeview in Chicago. I've never been there before, and I, I'm not actually sure I knew it existed until this. And so it's another one to check off the list, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm going to drop a little note here before we go into the show to Miss Murphy's, Mrs. Murphy's Pub that we went to <laughs> beforehand, which yeah. was down the street and has a relationship with Martyrs and had possibly the best Reuben sandwich I've ever had. So shout out to Mrs. Murphy's. You are killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got there a little too early, so we found the pub and and got out of the heat and killed time for about 40 minutes. It's a jackpot. Yeah, so this place didn't open until like pretty close to to concert time, and so we had to find something to do. The guy out front was pretty adamant about that, too. (laughs) Like, we walked walked by kind of knowing that they weren't going to let us in, and they're like, we'll be opening in about... 45 minutes, guys. <laughs> I guess they didn't want you to like stand outside either in a line or something. You probably I, could have hung outside. It, I don't think yeah. it would have been a problem. But what we didn't want to was as hot as blazes out there. We were trying to get inside <laughs> and not, you know, dehydrate before the show. But, yeah. Uh, so. But Casey and I had an idea, and this is a free one for martyrs. So and we'll touch back on this in a second. Whoever was running the house music in that place, like before and between the sets and stuff, quality music taste. But we kind of had the idea that if if your name is Martyrs, not that that many people have actually straight up died for the music, but we kind of like the idea of playing dead musicians exclusively as the house music for a place called right. Martyrs. That was a, that was kind of a morbid idea that we had there. So they can have that if they like. They probably won't like it. <laughs> That's yeah, definitely morbid. And I, I don't know if I'd consider doing that like every fucking show, but maybe like once or twice or something. Well, one thing that was kind of interesting with the the house music was it kind of fit cam style, but they played like five or six Queens of the Stone Age songs. <laughs> I, I came. I decided that he had a pattern. It was like every third or fourth song was a Queens of the Stone Age song. Yeah, maybe I'm probably just his favorite band or something. Who knows? Maybe not Coles, but whoever set up all the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't mad about it. It sounded great to us. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Maybe some of it wasn't the Queens of Stone Age and we just thought it was, but. <laughs> yep. All right. So we got there. 
we actually snagged one of the the few tables that were left and kind of sat down and chilled for the opening act. It was a guy named uh, Wyatt Wendell, and he he had some skill. Was he on tour with Cam, or was it just for that particular show? I think it was just for this show. I think Cam was kind of finding local acts. That's what I thought. You know, what's funny is how, like, usually on a tour, you know, like the main band stuff is kind of set up in the back and and the opening band stuff's at the front. And they just kind of peel it away until you get to the, <laughs> the headliner. Yeah. At this one, Cam set up his, his amp and his seat and everything was just flat out dead center tossed there dead center in the middle of the stage the whole time and Wyatt Wendell's band played around it <laughs> like Wyatt right. was on one side his keyboardist was on the other side his drummer was like in the back and then Cam's crap was just sitting in the middle of the stage <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very interesting but it was fun his keyboard guy was was awesome just by the way I don't know who that guy was what his name is to be honest yeah if, if Wyatt Wendell's keyboardist is listening you're you're great <laughs> he he was fantastic um not to to go off on too much of a tangent but Wyatt was cracking me up because he's kind of a soulful singer but it it was I'm trying to even think of how to describe it it was it was raw like really really raw <laughs> mm. uh, and at one point he was cracking me up because he he took the the fact that he had a microphone <laughs> like very seriously because he he tried to get the crowd to like shut up more or less like yeah. twice. <laughs> he did it in a playful enough way that it worked. Yeah, that it, he didn't sound like a jerk. Like it worked, but but it was it was still kind of jerkish. <laughs> There was the one point, didn't he tell everybody to like close your eyes? Yeah, yeah. Like imagine something. And so yeah. he just like got everybody like lulled to quiet for a second, and then he just like busted out a song right in the middle of that. It, it was like, like, like he interrupted was, your piece. <laughs> right. It was like it was a substitute teacher like trying to get the class's attention to stop talking. And yeah. like because there was a few people at the corners of the bar like talking really loud and he 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 wouldn't continue until everyone shut up. <laughs> That's I guess a little crazy. bit, yeah. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want when people hear this. I don't want them to hear of saying that he was a jerk or that people didn't care and weren't paying attention. He right, had a right. decent. He had a pretty good amount of the crowd's attention. No, for, he did. You know, a guy who was not even advertised. Right. You know, he it, people were there for Cam. Yes. But he did a good job. I thought it was it was a fun opener and a very different sound than what we normally hear when we go to shows. Right. It was almost kind of like Louis Armstrong in a way, like vocal style. It was something like that. I couldn't yeah. quite pinpoint what to call him, but you know, his name's out there in this episode now and we'll link to his website or something. So if you want to hear more of him, there's your chance. Very soulful uh, voice and performer and played bass. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Before we get into cam, can I drop my, uh, my shirt alert segment again? Cause I, I did take a few notes at this one. <laughs> shirt alert. <laughs> yes. Shirt alert. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here's the shirt alert rundown. I saw we saw at this show. It wasn't a terribly super crowded show. I mean, it got busier as the night went on, as it does. And it was definitely an active crowd, but it wasn't a very large venue. So it was easy to, you know, spot yeah. stuff. Uh, Foo Fighters, 
Black Label Society, Run DMC, Soundgarden, the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm just throw that one in there for fun. And Boston Manor. Somebody had a Boston Manor shirt. That's a cool person. And also just of note, like, I'm hoping we can talk to them before too long. So that's just putting that out into the world. <laughs> Here's hoping. Boston Manor, not the fan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do talk to fans the, now, too. Not the person wearing the T-shirt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. I don't want to talk to that guy. I want to no. talk to the band. We didn't, we didn't interact with that guy on Twitter. No. Hey, you know who else was there, though, for camp? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Our buddy Chris uh, from the Groove Council enjoyed the show with us. I like whenever we see shows with him because he is more of an old school metal guy than we are. Yeah. And so the two shows I've seen with him were not old school metal bands. And so I'm always very curious, like, did he really enjoy it? He did. He quite enjoyed it. (laughs) So good job, Cam. You won over the metalhead. (laughs) Right. Well, and as Chris put it, he's like, hey, if this guy can come all the way from England to come to my city, I might as well make an effort to go see him. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way to put it. He came into the city from the suburbs. And so which is is kind of a big deal. Yeah, not not as big as coming from London or St. Louis, but you know, (laughs) St. Louis. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. no, but it was it was awesome to meet him. And so he's he's met two thirds of the itch. You got to got to get Dan out to a Chicago show to. Get the full trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> we'll meet halfway. We'll take Chris. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm like the inconspicuous member of the itch that nobody gets to meet. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, Casey and I are just going to start going to shows and telling people that you're there somewhere, but like we yeah. can't find you the whole night. <laughs> like I just I mean, saw, I, I think he's in the back. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to, I do want to make reference of this too. So right at the open of the show, before everything got, kicked off we did we saw a guy that we thought was cam but it wasn't <laughs> he has a doppelganger it, it was it was cl- it was close enough because it was kind of dark in the in the venue uh but it was it was close enough we're like is that cam no that's total that's totally not cam and then we did see cam <laughs> <laughs> but but we did not uh like run up to him b- beforehand was he on the way to the bathroom? We have a knack for seeing people yeah. on the way to the bathroom. See, I don't know if he went to the ba- I don't know if he went to the bathroom or if he went directly into the green room. Uh you're like, hey, look, it's the artist. Oh, they're in the bathroom now. It's exactly that's exact because I thought he did go into the bathroom at one point, but I think it was the green room. Well, I'm sure he probably did at one point. I mean, that's what people do. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure I'm sure the I'm sure the green room like probably had its own little bathroom somewhere. Private little pooper yes we because we know cam was all about talking about his poop <laughs> yeah no cam was happy to have somewhere to poop that was a real toilet yes, yes. In, a, in a bucket that's probably right. why he was moving so fast to go <laughs> he came in the door and he just scooted it straight on through and went through another door didn't stop for anybody i was like oh okay <laughs> exactly yes but anyway, anyway, or as, about as that. we found in the past, he could have been hungry. You know, he might have left for get some food. That's true. Could have gone, just disappeared for hours because he was hungry. That's yes. true. <laughs> Boy. But anyway, so uh, one thing that kind of cracked me up, I so I got a couple of, well, I got a lot of videos of the show, but um, I got video of him 
walking out on stage as the the open. Cam walks out on stage, holds his two guitars out. The crowd cheers. <laughs> he goes to sit on his his little box thing with the the giant six inch pad that he had on it. And he he goes to sit down, and then he's like, "Wait a minute." And then he he pulls out his phone out of his back pocket. It's like, oh man, if you would have left your phone in the back pocket while like sitting up and down on it for two hours, you would have broke that thing to pieces. He's a smart dude. <laughs> he narrowly avoided a big problem. <laughs> but so that was a little interesting observation that I had watching him get set. But man, uh, he played for a solid two hours, which is crazy considering that he does everything and just had so much energy all throughout the night is it was nuts so did he take like any kind of intermissions or anything like in between sort of to that yeah the the, the direct answer is no yeah there was a thing yeah so yeah we'll we'll, we'll get there he played all the the main hits that you would want to hear i personally Wanted to kind of hear um, s- songs off of the the Sun EP, and I think he only played one track off of that. So there was a handful of ones that I I wanted to hear, but that's all right. <laughs> he did play the Iron Man cover that had just come out uh, yes. right before, which was a lot of fun. I was waiting all night for that one. I don't I don't really know why. I was just really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he covered he covered a lot of his. Uh, discography as you would expect for two hours but he he took a lot of breaks and and absorbed all the energy that the crowd was giving him and just was so appreciative of the the energy that he got the crowd itself was actually a really a good interactive crowd i thought that's so that's one what i wanted to ask because i know as a, so as a street busker you know he's constantly interacting with the people because he's trying to make a tip at that point you know mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit different when he's up on stage because he, he doesn't have to work for his money he's already got it so to speak um, yeah. so I'm just kind of curious, like, did, did he still continue, you know, interacting with the people around him? Like, or was it just him playing his music and then just kind of talking to the crowd in general, or was it specific people in the crowd? It was, it was more in general. He would play a song or two and then he would like kind of take a break, like, like just to interact with the crowd to give him himself a break and just talk about, you know, oh, you're lovely people. You're beautiful. Thanks for coming out, you know? And then he would talk about, iron man or or uh, a story of of a specific song he at one point he uh, so i guess i guess we'll i guess we can get into this so he played he's getting ready to play mama and the song before that a guitar string broke on his his main big guitar it's worth noting for context for this he mentioned in our interview that at every show he asks the crowd, like, who came here from hearing me on Ted Lasso? Yeah. And I would say that at this show that it was maybe about a third of the people, maybe a little less. Yeah. But Mama is the song that he played on Ted Lasso. So if you're not yeah. familiar with that fact, now you know. All right. Sorry, as you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So his string breaks and he's like, all right. So I have a, a question. He goes. He goes, a little problem has occurred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, most of the time, <laughs> these strings don't break. He's like, you are witnessing something live and in the moment right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> something screwed up in person. And now we have to deal with it. <laughs> like, Right. So 
he says, I could either A, take two-minute break and restring this and play Mama, or I could pick that guitar up and you could hear it off of that. And then the crowd's like, restring it. <laughs> I think I think he was going to skip Mama and just yeah. go on with the other guitar because he had two guitars up there. And, and for 75%, 80% of the set, he played with his his normal one that you see the like old like worn out acoustic like yeah, yeah like electric acoustic and then he had an, an electric one that he played his last handful of songs on that he said was his first guitar he ever bought for six dollars yeah yeah <laughs> so i think he was i think his question was like do you want me to just carry on or are you willing to wait a minute to hear mama and the crowd definitely wanted to wait a minute he's like all right you know go get a drink yeah yeah because <laughs> all right so I'm going to restring this, play a song. It'll take two minutes. So get a drink, take a shit, whatever you need to do. <laughs> Which and so, it really was only like two minutes. So if you needed yeah, to it, use that restroom, you better have been quick. Well, and then so that's what was interesting. So Aaron and I, being that we sat at a table for the opener, we got up and kind of found a spot um, to watch Cam. But we weren't directly in front because also being rather large guys we didn't want to take up a direct <laughs> we were pretty close though we were like we you were, know what? We were. through this like we're not gonna be that cautious about this we were but yeah but to the side a little bit more though so we were but when the string broke and everyone left i was like you know what screw this i'm gonna get <laughs> I'm gonna get a good shot of the rest of this show. Casey was like second row after that. Yeah. <laughs> so I got I got real good shots of of Cam after that. Yeah. We need to get him that shirt because he's caring less and less about blocking people's view. He's like, "Fuck this! Yeah. I'm here to see and, this concert too, guys." And that's what's funny because a girl behind me was like. All the tall people got our spot. News <laughs> like, news, apparently. Shouldn't have taken that shit. <laughs> <laughs> a two-minute power squeeze. <laughs> it cost you a lot, so I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, though, here's the thing to know about concerts. Like, if you want to squeeze your way back to the front, yeah. if you want to get back to the front, you can. Especially if you're little, like people will let you through. But yeah. But anyway, we were enjoying ourselves from a pretty pristine angle at that point. We had a quality <laughs> vantage point. And so we we did, yes. No, <laughs> but like I said, uh Cam brought the energy all throughout the night and you you think he would get tired, but uh Man. From what I saw, he did not. <laughs> the entire <laughs> the entire show. That yeah. was like one of his string of concerts where it was like back to back to back. Yes. Pretty yeah, I think close. so. Close. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was a busy one of the busiest weeks on the schedule. I know that for sure. Yeah. But yeah. And like you, like you said, like he paused like every third song or so and, and had a little interacting with the crowd. And mostly he was just like you, like Casey mentioned, talking about how much he loved us and our energy. And you were, you were awesome for being here, to which the crowd was excited to, you know, hear that and to respond. But like playing all that for as long as he did it, it, i don't know how he had that energy he also at one point in there i don't know if either of you guys have ever seen a one-man band drum solo but casey and i have now so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with nothing but his feet yeah. just a foot just his two feet on the drums and he did a full solo uh, <laughs> that part that part made me laugh he was he was he was having a good time right there so how does that possible like they just 
kick the different speeds like because isn't it just like or is there more yeah. to it than the two pedals there's there's like there's like six it's a it's oh, a okay. to some i would call it a full drum set it's just in a little box instead of yeah drumsticks he uses his feet okay right yeah you have to stop at different places so we only had you know two appendages to play drums with instead of four so obviously the that's why even in his, his studio recordings the drums you hear are pretty simple most of the time yeah but because they kind of have to be but they're good though they're fun yeah i, I think there's there's ways that he can manipulate his pedals to where he can hit uh two pedals at the same time with each foot mm, so i think i think he can hit four things at once but it's just it's really weird to watch him it's i mean you would think watching him for as long as we did and hearing all the songs like for some people they're probably like all right this kind of sounds similar to all the other songs but it's just so captivating to watch him play and do his thing as I, I enjoyed myself a lot. <laughs> I think that that uh, this is my one very mild critique. But what, since you just brought that up, I think that that second guitar and the transition to playing a fully electric guitar for the last 20, 25 percent of the show was yeah. very important yes. because by the time he got to that to mama and, and to that, as much as I love Cam's sound, it was starting to feel a little bit repetitive by that point because he'd been playing for so long. But it like really rejuvenated it once he switched guitars because the songs that he played at that point had a little more of like a metal sound to them yeah. than kind of the bluesy sound. The blues, yeah. And so I don't know if in the future it might like behoove him to switch back and forth a little bit or if it's just to keep it that way. Either way, that part was essential to me in keeping his sound fresh and from keeping me from getting tired of hearing the general sound by that point. By, you know, an hour and a half into the night or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, he's been doing it for a while. I'm sure he's probably tried it before switching back and forth. And yeah, you know, I imagine, like you said, he's exerting a lot of energy just playing. Like, you don't also want to like constantly be looking around for your your guitar and <laughs> right. Just adds to the, the delay. So that from what it sounds like, I mean, this is just my assessment, but it sounds like he has it organized to where, it, you know, he can just pick up the guitar and just play a bunch of songs without having to. Oh, yeah. Think about yeah. it. He's got he's got this giant like block thing that that he sits on. He's got like a big cushion on it. It looked like a, like a giant bike seat or something like that. Yeah, big old cushion that he kind of sits on, and he kind of leans he kind of leans back on it a little bit so he can for the drums. And the box had like little grooves on it to where like he could rest his feet certain certain yeah. points. And then he's got the double microphone because he has the one microphone that has like the little the can, yeah. the can on it, so he can do that <laughs> kind of <laughs> whatever that filter is that he puts through it. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty sure it's just distortion. Yeah, he's he's yeah. got his, his his distorted mic and his like cleaner mic. Yeah. So I mean, he's got his setup perfected for what he needs it to be, and it does allow him to be as diverse as as probably one person could be, I would say, while playing all that stuff at the same time. Yeah, that's that was the one thing I was curious of is because it is just one person. There's not a lot of things to take away your attention other than him. He, you know, he's going to be the focus the entire time. So it's good to know that, like, even with as long as he played, that he still found ways to freshen it up or keep it, you know, keep you entertained. Yeah, he was engaging with his commentary in between songs. That was a plus as well. But I could watch him play for as long as you wanted because he that was the crazy part because you you would think he would get winded but no he he just kept going 
He didn't seem to be. I think he's built up longevity all that through all that busking. It's like the Energizer Brett, man. <laughs> yes, yes. He just keeps playing and playing. <laughs> but I think Dan makes a great point. Like we've talked before, we talked about the Dead Dead show and like the Lydia's Castle show and how you have different members of the band that you can divert your attention Focus to. On. And it, it's always yeah. keeping you like interested. Like, here's what that person's doing. Here's what this person's doing. And when you're a one man band, like you got to have your game on point because there's nowhere else for people to look around except for not at the stage, which is probably not what you want when you're a live performer. <laughs> so, well, and you got to bring it every night too. Like you can't, mm -hmm. you, if you have a sick night, you might as well just cancel the damn show. Cause it's not like right. he can rely on his band members to pick up the slack. Pick up the slack yeah. It's just him. That's true. Right. Another fun thing I want to, I want to give cam credit for, uh, Casey and I kind of discussed this after the show, but I've, I went back and looked at our charts. I think that this puts, cam as number as the fifth member of the uh, uh the the triple crown for the itch meaning that we have done an interview episode a live show episode and an album review episode on your music if, if i <laughs> if i remember correctly yes. uh, from, from ashes to new the dead deads all good things uh blacktop mojo and i think now cam are the ones who have had all of those things that's some awesome company right there. Yeah. So that's cool. That's a cool, like, exclusive club to be part of. Did you throw in Des in there as well? And Des. Yeah. So, yeah, he's in some pretty exclusive company there. Yes. Yes, he is. And we, as we've noted on the itch multiple times, we love when we get to uh, meet the people live that we've recently interviewed. Yeah, we have a streak going now that we didn't intentionally start, but it's an awesome streak nonetheless of where where we get a chance to interview. It started re really with Eva Under Fire getting a chance to interview them and then uh, seeing them live. And I think the our streak, quote unquote, really started because she shouted us out at the show and that just like, <laughs> I'll never forget that moment for one. <laughs> so now it's almost like, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that it happens like every single time, but she's been the only one that's cool enough to shout us out on stage. <laughs> Dan's chasing the high of the interview post interview right. shout out. And shout out to a friend of ours on Twitter, Wes Anderson, who uh, recently did a, a video about, you know, face to face interactions with either bands or concert goers and, and the importance of that. And I, I think that is important, especially for us. <laughs> we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> but um, but yes, so Cam plays his last song. And then again, I was like first, second row at that point. And uh, as he was done, gave him a fist bump while he was on stage, which so that was that was fun. I was big enough to to reach over and <laughs> and give him a fist, a fist bump. Those poor people <laughs> under your arm, right? And most people, most people cleared out by that point. Oh, but, okay, but <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. So Aaron and I chatted with Chris after the show. He had to leave. Uh, we we were gonna see if he wanted to meet Cam as well, but he uh, he had to hightail it out of there. So Aaron and I kind of hung back and were uh, towards the end of the line. And it was just interesting watching Cam interact because Cam said um, before the end of his set that anybody that wants to meet me, I will be right over there and pointed to the, the merch booth and I will be there and I will take your pictures and I will chat with you. And 
however long you you want to do so and and he did just that i say at least a quarter of the probably a good quarter and that's probably about right of the audience yeah. actually did stay there was a this was the longest time in ages that i've waited to meet somebody after a show yeah which right. is awesome for cam yeah i love when artists do that like it just makes them feel real for one right uh, yeah, and it just it gives you that memory, too, because you're like, oh, man, I, I'll never forget that time I met him after the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had he had just as much energy talking with every fan as he did while he was on stage at the beginning of the show, which was also incredible. <laughs> Pretty remarkable. Is he drinking like water, Powerade? Like- I don't know. <laughs> we wondered. <laughs> we wondered that. Monster. But- like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. He's on. A, I think he's on a major adrenaline high at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think so. But speaking of that adrenaline high, so Aaron and I waiting in line. Like I said, we were towards the tail end of the line. As we get up to him, he's like, "Hey, nice to meet you guys." And like, "Hey, uh, we just wanted to to thank you for for doing the interview." And he. He paused for a second. His eyes got real big and he looked at further context. I hate to interrupt, but I feel like this is important. Cam is not a very tall man. No. So part of what's about to happen is him looking at KC eye to mid chest. Square in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so, and that was part of it too. He's like, Hey, nice to meet you. And he looked, he looks at me and then I, I said, Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. We love having you on for the interview. It was great. And then he, took him a second it clicked he looked at the logo yet again thanks thanks for the logo aaron on your shirt yeah (laughs) and uh sees the logo looks at my face and goes yeah yeah (laughs) and then he looks at aaron and then he looks at aaron and sees aaron (laughs) and sees his shirt and he's like yeah (laughs) he just got more and more and more excited it it just all was clicking in his brain he's like oh it's those dudes hey (laughs) so yeah so then he gave us a a nice uh a bro hug and (laughs) no it's my favorite thing he he looks at us both, and like I said, he's he's not very tall, so he like looking up at both of us. He was like, "You guys are massive." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In his accent, we were like, "Yep, we we told you Americans are huge." <laughs> yeah, I think we did say that. We did. He, he, he mentioned it in the interview. He's like, "Americans are very big, <laughs> giant." <laughs> you guys are massive, and then yeah, he was just full of energy. We we had him sign the tour posters that we took. Or the concert posters that we took off of the wall of the venue. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I like those ones. They're very authentic. They have the date and the place. This was you'll never forget where you saw them. So it was so funny. He he was so hyped, uh, knowing that it was us at that point. That <laughs> when he was trying to sign Aaron's poster, he had he had a couple of, of struggle problems trying to. Sign he kept it. asking me how to spell my name, and and I think that like as I was trying to say it, like he was. He was like scratching out and starting over, like on the poster, and like getting it wrong. And but I, I, I like didn't care. I was like, if he misspells it, that's just part of the story. It's funny. But like he was adamant about like continuing to try, and, and he find, and he got it right eventually. So my my poster yeah. has like a bunch of scratch outs of of my name being spelled wrong. <laughs> so like this is this is great. You should have just told him it was A A Ron. Yeah, I, well, I don't he know tried. Helped. 
but but that basically is what I did. Aaron, he, he yeah. tried. Yeah, it was great. I appreciated his dedication to to nailing that poster signing. So, but yeah, so it was it was nice to have that face to face interaction with Cam and for Cam to be so excited to see us, which I always get a kick out of. It was very similar to my Desrox experience uh, recently. Mm. Uh, not quite as amped as as Cam, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that happens a lot. Like people just get really excited to see, well, especially you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, you're like, hey, it's it's KC. Yeah, right. I think it's been like that for our whole life. Like especially at concerts, like that's. It's how we always used to uh, make sure we we're with each other, like in the group. Like, oh, just find KC. Hey, it's KC. There he is. <laughs> yep. I am the beacon. Yes. <laughs> and so I think that's the other thing, too, is people don't quite understand how big you are, uh, how tall you are from, uh, you know, seeing you on a, a Zoom screen. Right. And then when they when they meet you in person, it's just like, wow, you are a, a you are massive, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, uh, it's just, I, I always get a kick out of these, these encounters that we have, and it's fun. <laughs> I hope we get to see him again, and I am ready to talk to him again in another interview. I had kept coming up with more things I wanted to ask him about during this concert. I want to know about his album art, uh, those guitars, the stories behind them both. I want to know if he's ever tried playing a regular drum set and if that would feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. It's a good question. It yeah. is. So there we go. We obviously need to talk to him some more. <laughs> we do. We do. We'll have to try to figure out when and where to do that. But uh, hey, who knows? Maybe when he comes back, we can help book a tour through or one of the dates through St. Louis and just hang out with him uh, beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Not in like a creepy way. That's just, yeah. Right, right, right. So hopefully uh, within the next couple of months, uh, Cam will make his way back to the States, but we'll have to wait and see on that. I am highly anticipating a video of him building his truck or van or whatever he wants to call it. So keep an ear out and an eye out. If you're in the UK listening to this, he'll be at some festivals uh, in August and then he has a tour in November. If you're in the U.S., again, stay tuned to us on the socials, and we will let you know if he comes back to the States. Uh, in the meantime, camcole.com and all of the socials, you can find new music, free music. He's releasing a set of new covers uh, one by one, and so more of those will be coming out in the coming weeks. Yeah, he just recently released uh, California Dream, and I believe it was. Yep. Which sounded very different from the Iron Man cover, so he's got uh, <laughs> yeah. he's got some diversity going on there. And used the nice uh, shot of him standing next to the Golden Gate Bridge, which is kind of cool. This trip was really good for him. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, get your zen on. <laughs> if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H, 
R-O-C-K-S. Ha, 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 ha.